It's the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 35. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne Denner. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back into another episode of the show. If this is your first time coming across the podcast and you've no idea what it's all about, let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here. Each episode we bring you no-nonsense, real, right-to-the-point podcast banter on business, entrepreneurship, career and life. Maybe you're somebody who's always wanted to start a business. Maybe you'd love to get started in a particular career path, but you've no idea how to go about it. This podcast provides you with real practical advice and tips that you can apply to help you succeed on your business and life journey covering a range of topics. We'll have something to help you along on your journey. Don't forget the Zero Lives Left podcast website is now available over at Zero Lives Left podcast.com. Lots of great information available over on the website, guest interviews. Um, You can see all of the previous episodes of the show. We're going to have information on some of the courses that we're going to be launching over the next couple of weeks. I'm really excited to announce uh, my first podcasting course is now going to be available in two to three more weeks. So if you're somebody who wants to start a podcast, but you've no idea how to go about it, I have created a course just for you. Seven simple lessons that you can follow to help you get your podcast up and running. As always, if there's something you would like me to cover on the show, please do reach out. Please do get in touch. You can drop me an email into studio at zerolivesleftpodcast.com or you can send me a tweet to at zero lives left. Don't forget reviews are really important and if you're enjoying the podcast, please do me a massive favour and rate and review the podcast. So if you're listening over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, whatever platform you're listening to this show on today, please do take a moment at the end and rate and review the podcast. Really important and it does help other people find out about the show. Today we've got another packed episode lined up for you. Again, this is one that you're definitely going to want to have a pen and a piece of paper handy for. Uh, We're chatting to Emma Garrett, CEO of Mollusk Enterprise Park, and she's going to be talking about her business and career journey uh, over the past couple of years to her latest position as CEO of Mollusk Enterprise Agency. Emma is regarded as one of the most experienced business advisors and mentors within the local enterprise agency network here in Northern Ireland. All right, let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 35 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Emma Garrett is Chief Executive at Mollusk Enterprise Park. Emma is regarded as one of the most experienced business advisors and mentors within the local enterprise agency network. 
She has significant experience in program development with regards to enterprise startup and growth programs. Currently, her focus is on developing new and innovative approaches to both program delivery and management. Emma has been directly involved in the provision of support to entrepreneurs with high growth potential. She is currently involved in leading the team to deliver new private and social enterprises in Molusk Enterprise Park. Thanks for taking time out to join me on episode 35 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. You're Chief Executive here at Molusk Enterprise Park. Can you share with our listeners a little insight on your career journey to date? So really how you got here, what was the journey, what was the sort of some of the challenges like along the way, but give us an overview on your journey to date. Absolutely, Wayne. Yep, delighted to be to be involved in the podcast today. It's my first one, so feeling a little bit nervous here. So basically, 16 years ago, back in 2002, I graduated from the University of Ulster in Jordanstown um, after studying business studies and marketing. I went into the world of work via East Belfast Enterprise, so I joined there in an administration capacity so I really feel that I have actually worked my way up the career ladder so to speak from the bottom up. I had no idea at that time what I wanted to do with my life and um, my father was a self-employed financial advisor so I guess enterprise was always in my blood so to speak. I watched him start up and, and grow his own business so so I guess that probably inspired me in some way back then. But within a year of, of starting the administration role, I, um, I moved to WorkWest Enterprise Agency as a, as a business advisor. So quite quickly began to advise businesses, advise people on, on starting up a business. I stayed there for 13 years. Um, so I, during that time, you know, I had my family. I, um, I had great mentors in WorkWest, such as Stephen McGarry and, and Claire Ferris. Um, who was my manager there and uh, you know it's, it's really thanks to people like them that that my career kind of took on took the next went on to the next level um, I got great support support from them along the way so as I say I stayed there for 13 years um, after which I moved to Inspire Business Centre as a business development manager where I, I did lots of things in that role um, I managed the business start and growth programs. I also started a Twitter R, a Twitter networking R, Castlereagh R, and I started a, a new social enterprise for them, um, which was Inspire Digital, helping um, businesses to 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 build a digital side of their business, such as websites and social media, social media pages. So. Last September, I joined Molusk Enterprise Park as a CEO, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's gone a bit manic since since then, since last September. But I'm really enjoying it. Now you're like me; you love the whole social media side of things, and it plays a, a, a pivotal role in businesses today, and you know, getting their messages out. And we're going to touch a little bit on mm -hmm. that later on, and I think it's important for businesses to be tapping into the power of social media and using it effectively for the business and the brands. And I think you know, it's it's important for enterprise agencies mm -hmm. and you know, organizations organizations that work with businesses to really be helping them develop those skills because many businesses in fact struggle with that area don't they? Absolutely a lot of people have no idea and um, they maybe don't even use social media themselves in their own personal lives so the thought of using it for their business is, is very very scary to them so we run a number of workshops um, you know right from beginner level through to advanced on all the platforms such as um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, WhatsApp Pinterest, all of them. We run workshops to help to help people develop pages for their business. 
And those are skills that businesses really need. Mm -hmm. Now, enterprise agencies like Mollusk um, and right across Northern Ireland play a key role in helping businesses get up and running. And I know whenever I was starting out in my business, like 20 so years, 20 plus years ago now, it was very daunting. Who do you go to? Where do you get advice? Is the advice going to be useful? So you guys are already providing support to businesses who maybe have already started up, helping them develop further. But maybe people who are out there listening to this podcast, maybe have got an idea for a business, but maybe don't know how to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, one of your key focuses, as we mentioned at the, on the introduction, is developing new and innovative approaches to program delivery um, and management. Can you share a little bit more with us about what this kind of approach looks like and, and the sort of innovative techniques that you're using? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're very much focused on growing both the private and the social economy in Antrim and Newton Abbey and beyond. Um, so recently we delivered um, quite an innovative session in Mosley Mill in the council where we brought together young people and community groups and we um, taught them a process called design thinking. So basically the community groups came to us with the challenges that they're facing. Um, many of them are reliant on, on funding, so uh, on, on grants and things like that. So the aim of the day was to make them less, um, less reliant on grants and more enterprising. So we brought the young people and them together to come up with ideas for them to, to make money from a business, so a social enterprise. Um, ideas so that was quite quite good um, in the park itself whenever you join us we run an incubation program I'm very much focused on growing the indigenous business base in Northern Ireland so it's not just about attracting new businesses to Northern Ireland it's about looking at what we have looking at the skills that we have within within Northern Ireland and um, growing those so we developed the incubation program where we as a business park our mentors here actually support our tenants they provide them with a bit of hand-holding really on issues such as bookkeeping social media marketing financial management sourcing finance sourcing investment we're very much focused on on really helping our businesses grow develop employ staff and I mean we don't we don't aim to keep people here forever our our aim for for established being established 25 years ago were to be a place where people came to set up their business grow outgrow us and eventually move on to bigger premises outside the park that was really our ethos and our, our reason to be um, 25 years ago and it's still very much the case now. now. Tell me about some of these indigenous businesses. What are we talking about? Give me a couple of examples. Okay, I mean, we've in, on the park, um, we have businesses. Um, well, we've got our, our usual. We've got a fantastic coffee shop. Um, we have graphic design businesses. We have goodness. We've got very unique businesses. We've got Mark Mason Employment Law. So we've got employment lawyers on site. Um, we have IT companies. So a real mixture. A of real, it's a real mixture of of. Of sectors of businesses and social enterprise a lot mm -hmm. of people really don't understand the term social enterprise what does it mean in in the sense of you know if somebody has an idea for business but they don't want to set it up maybe as a business for themselves they maybe want to go down the social enterprise route what does that look like what is a social enterprise business effectively well we are a social enterprise so the the local enterprise agencies 29 of us across northern ireland we're all social enterprises so our workspace here provides an income. It's our business income, which enables us um, to carry out our charitable activities, such as helping people out of unemployment, um, alleviating poverty, um, really teaching enterprise skills, going into the community, going into Rathcool, New Mossley, areas like that, and providing support to young people to encourage them to start up their own business, showing them that it's not just a case of 
go to school, get your qualifications, find a job or else if you can't find a job, go on to benefits. There are other ways of doing things. You can be your own boss, you can set, your, set up your own business. Not, it's not roadmap A or roadmap B, there is C and we're here to help you. So the profits which we make from our, our workspace fund our other activities such as those which I just, just mentioned. So that's a social enterprise um, it's not for private profit, it's for profit which helps the company to achieve their social objectives. And I think it's great the fact that we're trying to encourage young people, maybe those people from disadvantaged backgrounds, maybe people who maybe hadn't thought about starting a business before and getting them to start thinking about becoming entrepreneurial. And You know, in Northern Ireland here, we're a very entrepreneurial society. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's lots of great examples right across Northern Ireland mm -hmm. of businesses that have went on to be huge successes and will continue to be successful and I think it's, it's, it's great that we're starting to get people to think about the opportunities that the enterprise centres in Northern mm -hmm. Ireland, Molusk Enterprise mm -hmm. Centre provides for people looking to explore those particular types of journeys. Businesses of all shapes and sizes need support. Mm -hmm. I mean my business needs support just as much as the next business needs support but perhaps smaller micro businesses, uh, maybe solopreneurs, mm -hmm. can really benefit from the support that's available here in Molusk Enterprise Park. What sort of support is available? Okay, um, well we support people at every stage of their entrepreneurial journey from pre-start to startup to growth. Um, to growth support. So really at the startup, pre-start stage, we are just about to launch the Exploring Enterprise um, 4 programme where we really give people a lot of one-to-one -one, um, support in looking at their skills, how they could potentially set up a business which would, which would match and complement their skills, really handhold them through the whole process, provide them with some training, some mentoring, um, some business plan support as well um, to get them started. We also offer the Go For It programme. So if you have either recently started a business within, within the last six months or are about to start a business, we can help you. It's, again, it's free support funded through the local council. We can write you a business plan, a set of financial projections, which is basically your, your roadmap for your first two years in business. As well as that, if you're an existing business, we've recently been awarded the Optimal programme, which we're delivering in partnership with Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and that will really involve a, a business health check. So you, for example, Wade, would receive a business health check with a recommendation for the areas you would require mentoring in. We would then match you to one or more mentors who would then provide you with that bespoke guidance that you need to enable you to grow your business. So lots of mentoring support available and mm -hmm. a lot of this is free. Businesses mm -hmm. can access Absolutely. it, businesses can utilise it and it can all help free. all free. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you know a business maybe starting out would need to think about in relation to getting involved in some of these programmes? Do they need to be set up already, for example? Can they just come along and have an expression of interest? Do they need to have the idea? Do they need to be trading, for example? No, absolutely not. Any stage of your journey, just give us a call, ring us, visit our website, go onto any of our social media pages. A business advisor will get in touch with you um, the next working day. And of course, you mentioned the business plan and the financial mm -hmm. projections, yeah. which are very, very important for all business. And I know when I started off 20 years ago, the thought of even writing a business plan used to scare mm -hmm. the life out of me. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you even put into this thing? Mm -hmm. And it's only, you know, over time that I've realised how important the business plan is and how important the financial projections are. So there is help available for businesses who are maybe struggling to come to terms with actually sitting down and 
you know, achieving that business plan. You guys can help them with it. Absolutely. You know, it's, I've always said it. Um, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. A business plan, it may seem like a lot of hassle, something you don't really need to do. We've seen people jump into business without thinking about it, without um, working out how much they actually need to survive, a personal survival budget. So, I mean, it, it's craziness to me if anybody if anybody starts a business, well, if, even a part-time business, without, without actually sitting down and, and thinking about it. Your financial projections are so vitally important you need to, to calculate working on worst case scenario how much you're you're projecting to bring in what your expenditure is going to be in the business you need to make sure that you're you're even potentially breaking even in the first year so yeah business planning is very very important in my opinion and also it might help you access some much needed funding as well uh, financial support you know you know where to actually access that financial support because many people yeah. don't know you know do you go to the bank mm -hmm. what other options mm -hmm. are out there and of course we know now in 2018 there are a lot more options available to access financial support than just your local bank? Absolutely and even the enterprise enterprise centres and ourselves included um, offer the enterprise uh, Northern Ireland Loan Fund. So a business can borrow up to £100,000 if there's four partners in the business so it's £25,000 of funding each per for each person um, available through us. So if you're turned down by the bank you can come to your local enterprise agency and access funding, access finance. Um, it's at a similar interest rate to the, the bank. Yeah and that's something that puts many people off you know maybe they don't have the financial support available and you know it's in, it's worthwhile coming along having a conversation with a business advisor and finding out what options are available for you so there's great support network nothing ventured nothing gained i mean come to us it won't cost you anything um, but it might cost you something if you fail to, to get the correct advice and also businesses maybe who are looking for um premises you guys can help in that area as well because it's difficult sometimes working from home working from your kitchen table you feel like you could never get away from it and i know that when i started out that was one of the things that uh, that i did mm -hmm. And it was like you could never switch off from your business. You couldn't close the door at five o'clock and go home and do something else. So you guys also provide support in relation to accommodation for businesses starting up. Absolutely. We have 78 units here on site, actually ranging from small offices right through to large industrial spaces. So we offer a license agreement, um, a rent-a-desk scheme. So if you just simply need a, a small office, we offer a fully furnished office um, from as little as £35 a month. Or sorry. £35 a week plus fat um, and that is fully serviced office accommodation um, goodness if I say £35 plus fat a month I'm moving be, in. yeah I know I know people will just move in never mind have their office here they'll move in permanently um, so yeah do you know something no no man's an island um, I, the networking that you kind of feel of just by becoming a tenant here in the park is amazing. We have monthly business over breakfast events where we have 35 to 40 businesses regularly coming along, networking with other small business owners. You know, it is very lonely sometimes being an entrepreneur working from home and yep come to the park give it a go a license agreement is 30 days 30 days notice if you wish to leave so it's very very flexible and what i love about you guys is that you know you're very centrally located located here you're just mm -hmm. off the m2 so it's relatively easy to get into belfast for your meetings if you've got something happen up the north coast then it's obviously easy to get there as well so you're in a good position plus you're away from the sort of parking issues that belfast city center might provide absolutely free parking here as well i mean what's not to <coughs> um, 
yeah, uh, you know, if you're a tenant here as well, you can feel of half price uh, meeting rooms, half price conferencing facilities. It's it's really win win. And I think what's great as well, as you mentioned a couple of moments ago, you all have ac you've got access to all of those resources that mm -hmm. you have here. Whether you're having any events that are taking place, networking opportunities, that's all great, and it can be very daunting as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, starting off for the first time. You can feel very very isolated. So that's one of the big benefits of of of, of you know housing your business in an enterprise park like. Musk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. You're a big fan like me about social media. We touched on this just at the start of the show. In particular, digital marketing is something that small, medium uh, enterprises need to really be availing of. But this is something that businesses can struggle with. Now, I noticed from looking at your website and your social media, you guys are very active. You're really active yourself. Me and you have been conversing through <laughs> social media. I think that's how I initially came across yes. your profile and that's how we connected initially. And now we're here, we're doing this podcast. What are some of the things that Mollusk um, Enterprise Park can help with when it comes to social media. You mentioned training earlier on. I know you've got a LinkedIn workshop coming up very, yes. very soon yes. for businesses. What other sort of things are you are you running on a regular basis and, and what sort of businesses attend those particular types of training? Our training events are very popular here and um, we use a range of, of trainers. Again, anybody who's on LinkedIn and Twitter regularly and especially on the Twitter um, networking sites, Belfast are, we probably know most of our trainers. Yeah, I mean, we cover all of the networks. Like you say, there's LinkedIn, one coming up. Facebook's very, very popular as is Twitter. But as I mentioned before, the optimal programme, if you are in Antrim and Newton Abbey, you can receive free bespoke support to actually get your um, your social media pages set up and how to manage them appropriately. I mean, it is a minefield. Um, not everybody can be on social media like we are, we. And I mean, yeah. a little bit obsessed. My husband's, <laughs> husband sometimes gives off to me, you know, but I love it. I, I have a passion for social media, which is probably why, um, you know, I've received awards and things for, for, for being for being proactive on it um, but so if you love what you do it, it's half the battle but we aim to to educate small business owners of, of the importance of social media I think it's, it's it's actually got to the stage where if you're I think a bit small business owners actually negligent if they aren't on on social media and using it for their business so come to come to the workshops and um, they're listed on our, our page and um, there is a cost for those for those workshops for free support we can provide it through the optimal program again visit our page and, and register your interest for that program the, I mean there's it's just something that's ongoing I have a dedicated person um, in Molusk, a marketing executive who spends a lot of time um, on social media. I think it's important to for your business as well to look at writing blogs and engaging customers. So it's not all about placing advertisements on social media all the time. It's about engaging with, with your audience, engaging with your customers and being personable and getting getting your personality across on social media. People buy from people. Um, I recently wrote an article on, on LinkedIn about word of mouth marketing. And this very much comes, I guess, from my dad's business. The 80-20 rule and um, 20% of your customers will generate 80% of your income um, for your business and that's not necessarily because those 20% customers buy from you all the time but it's because they recommend you to other people and they they shout from the rooftops about the great service that you provided so yeah again this article and the the, the the word of mouth marketing all came from from my dad's business because he was very good at this he never spent a penny on advertising. He, I think maybe had an ad in the Yellow Pages. He was an independent financial advisor, but he really looked after his customers. He really looked after the 20% of customers who referred him on to other people, and that, that's why he was so successful. For example, um, every customer 
got a handwritten Christmas card, they got a handwritten birthday card. And that small percentage, the 20% of customers who referred him to other people, they used to get a, a voucher for the Hilton Hotel for a meal for two. And if they had a baby or they got married or something like that, they got a lovely bouquet of flowers from Ferguson Flowers. So that stuck with me. Um, people buy from people and that was the key to success for, for his business. That's a um, really, really interesting sort of example of how he was using it yeah. pre-social media, pre-internet. the um, very, very clever and a lot of key takeaways there that businesses listening into the podcast could actually start to try out on their own social media. And I think that's really, really important. Um, relationship marketing is really, really important mm -hmm. on social media. And I think that you need to spend time building the relationship. And I've talked about this before on the podcast where and I'm sure you've experienced this. As soon as you meet somebody on LinkedIn in the virtual world, you accept them as a connection request. Literally within 10 seconds, the first thing they do is try and sell you something without getting to know who Emma is. Kind of some of the things that make you tick, your experience, your background, maybe looking for a way to help educate you, inspire you, or also just trying to reach out and help you. And I think that's something that's often overlooked in social media, even missing the key things that are happening in people's lives. I mean, you mentioned your dad a couple of moments mm -hmm. ago when that person got married or that person had a baby, bouquet of flowers. I mean, that's really, really smart thinking and very, very effective. And you're right, people buy from people. There's it's absolutely the case in social media. And you can be very, very clever and smart in how you use social media, I find. Um, applying some of those simple techniques could change your business online and actually get you a lot more traction, a lot more engagement, and also a lot more reach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of talk about algorithms and, um, you know, on Facebook, if you don't pay for advertising, you won't get seen. But um, I'm, I'm inclined to take the risk. And I agree. And you mentioned something really, really important there a couple of moments ago about your blog. Mm -hmm. And I've been blogging on online safety now for a number of years. And I've built up this very, very established, trustworthy blog for parents and as a result of that I've also built up a very very established and trusted Facebook page for parents and I now have four and a half thousand parents on my Facebook Brilliant. page now I don't do a lot of Facebook ads to be fair and I agree with I completely agree with what you're saying I think if your content is right and you're giving your audience the right information you will still reach a large percentage of them and that's where businesses need to be thinking about the content that they're pushing out so I think training in social media is really really important how to write a blog how to structure a Facebook post how to reach out to your customers, how to follow up, all of these sorts of things and, that you've uh, mentioned. I know it's diff it's difficult because you know it's uh, what we're talking about here is spending time on your business as opposed to in your business. It's just so difficult and it does eat into your personal time, but it is it is very important. And you have to spend that time. Like I'm meeting somebody today in the afternoon, actually, who really wants to start looking at their online offering and just sort of bounce a few ideas around the table about really how they can start to utilize social media a little bit more. And I'm like you, I believe all businesses can benefit from social media. And people say to me from time to time, my customers aren't on social media. Every customer is on social media now, right? My mum is a classic example. She's a, a pensioner and she gets all her information from Facebook. She doesn't lift the newspaper anymore. She doesn't get the stuff to drop through the door and they're like the junk mail. She fires it straight in the bin. And do you know what she says to me? If it's not on Facebook, it's not there. Very good. And I thought that's Excellent. really interesting. Excellent. And my mum's in her in her 60s. Excellent. So really, really interesting approach. And that's where businesses need to be tapping in. So if you want to reach somebody like my mum, for example, you're not on social media, you're not going to reach her. <laughs> so I think the training aspect of it is really, really important. And I think 
that businesses really need to be focusing on upskilling themselves on how to tap into the power of these platforms. And I think that's where you guys can help in relation to the training that you provide. And you provide these courses on a regular basis. We do. We do. Every month we have courses happening. And I mean, we call it CPD for, for SMEs. So, um, yeah, just because you're an SME and you're not an employee um, doesn't mean that you shouldn't focus on CPD. Yeah, and continued professional development yes. is very, very important. And it's something that, that we're you know using this podcast for. It's businesses who are listening in, maybe entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, maybe somebody who's in, working for a company at the moment and said, I've got this great idea to start a business. I live in this area. I didn't know where to go in order to get support. But there is a whole host and a whole range of support available here in the Enterprise Centre. Absolutely. And I mean, you don't just have to live in the council area to come to us. We will see you wherever you are in Northern Ireland. So more than happy. Now tell me a little bit more about the accommodation that you guys provide here because you touched on it earlier on about mm-hmm. some of the different types of units. So is there hot desks available if people you know, don't want to take an actual unit themselves? Is there the facility? I noticed up in Newry actually there's just been a new co-working space opened up in the past couple of weeks and that's something that's very, very interesting because people are looking for affordable office space and you mentioned the, 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 the price to rent an office here. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the options that are available for, for, for small businesses. Yeah, as I say we we do have a small number of rented desk um, type small offices um, which will comfortably seat one to two people um, and we can provide those furnished on a license agreement. We also have some larger office spaces um, so maybe you've, you've two or three people um, working together that would accommodate them. We have some larger um, industrial spaces on site as well and again if anybody's interested in, in having a look I'd be more than happy um, to show them around anytime but we also on site we have a coffee shop so there's breakaway space we have um, conferencing facilities which you can rent for a half day or a day again at 50% discounted rate we do offer as I mentioned the license agreements but we do also have lease options so if you would like prefer a longer lease for your business we can offer that as well up to two years. And what about things like the internet uh, you know is that included do people need to get their own how does the sort of utilities end of things work I know when I used to rent a unit in a local enterprise centre I think you paid a small fee you could use the internet and your bills kind of were included I, I, something like that but how does it currently work? It just depends on the type of office okay, so um, that you take the serviced offices your internet and your heating and everything's included in Perfect. the price but other other units you're responsible for your own um, internet your own electricity and heating at the moment we are um, in the process of applying for the super connected scheme which is about to come out again so we're hoping to have the whole park on a super fast um, broadband scheme which is essential for all businesses trying to compete now in the digital world uh, and i think that's something that you know we all expect a super fast connection now um, I know where I live, actually, it can be quite slow at sometimes mm-hmm. in the rural area that I live in. So it's great to have that option coming down the line where you're going to have high-speed internet. You're going to be connected all the time. Yeah, absolutely. The internet here now is pretty good. I mean, there, there are no complaints um, with the speed. But as I say, we are planning an, an upgrade um, this year as well as that. We've got um, new signage going up on site. The whole site's going to be tarmacked. And we do have a number of improvements planned for for 2018. Excellent, excellent. Finally, before we wrap up, we also have a lot of students who are listening into the podcast as well, graduates, maybe still at university or college, maybe not really sure what to do next, maybe graduating this year in 2018. What would be your three tips that you would share with anybody graduating in 2018, how to get their foot in the door or get started on the career ladder within a business or an organisation? What are some of the things that they need to think about? I would say um, work for free. 
to gain experience. Okay, it may just pay off for them in the long term. Everyone coming out of university now, you know, everybody's qualified. So it's very difficult for an employer to differentiate um, between people at interviews based on qualifications. So, you know, really highlight what is your USP? What makes you different from, from, your, from everybody else applying for the job? If you're going for an interview, leave your phone in the car or outside. Don't play with your phone. It's terrible. And it's something that, um, that an interviewer doesn't want to, to see in an interview ever. Another one would be potential employers are looking for team players. So think about how you can relate your hobbies, your interests to the job that you're applying for. Um, and, and, and really, um, you know, we all are aware of millennials and and, and, and all of that and there's a lot of um, research going in into how to manage them and I'm actually quite delighted to say that I'm just about a millennial as well born in 1981 so um, yeah it's about um, millennials want flexible working they want to um, so they don't necessarily comply with the nine to five you know they they may prefer to work from eight to ten at night and, and, and a couple of hours off to go to the gym during the day you know this is this is apparently the research that's coming out so don't necessarily say that when you're in an interview be my tip employers do recognize that times are changing and young people now are, are different perhaps than, than than people 10 15 years ago but yeah just just relate your hobbies and interests to the job that you're that you're applying for i think those are great i think to recap on them i love you know the fact that people need to be thinking about getting some experience it's really really important to get a little bit of ex experience under your belt and and sometimes you're not going to get paid i mean that's the thing and i remember somebody saying to me many many years ago uh it was a guy who used to do some graphic design work for one of my businesses and he had a great sort of analogy or a great outlook on it. He says, my work experience, he said, was critical to me being able to do the work that I'm currently able to do today and the opportunities that I've ever been able to get. In fact, I should have been paying them, mm -hmm. is what he said to me. And I thought that was really, really interesting mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. he said the experience and the skills that I developed that I wouldn't have been able to develop at university or college mm -hmm. opened up the opportunities that I've got today. And that was as a result of me getting work experience. So I think people who are listening to the podcast need to be looking at that as well and saying, look, how can you get some experience onto your belt that's mm -hmm. going to help you further your objectives further down the line? I think, what is your USP as well? What's different about you than everybody else out there? What value can you bring to the company or the organisation? How can you help the company or the organisation achieve their objectives as well? And I think that's really, really important. And then any hobbies that you have, yeah, absolutely aligning them to the business or the organisation is really, really important. And volunteering as well. I mean, I was um, chairperson of Carry Duff Playcare, which is a, a social enterprise, childcare facility. And the skills that I learnt from that volunteering role helped me in my career as well. And you're a very interesting example because you are a millennial mm -hmm. who's now chief executive mm -hmm. of an enterprise agency. Absolutely. And I mean, that's very, very <laughs> interesting in itself because you maybe don't fit into the typical age demographic or profile. And it just goes to show you by going out and getting that experience in other sectors, whether that be volunteering, that can help put you in a very, very good position when an opportunity comes up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you know something? Never give up on your dreams. Um, sky's the limit. One more question. And I know I said this, that the last one was the last question, but what is 2018, what does the rest of 2018 look like for Emma Garrett? I mean, what are some of the things that you have in the pipeline, some of the things you want to achieve? You talked about some of the things that you're already sort of involved in within your current work here as Chief Executive of Molusk Enterprise Centre. What are some of the other things that you're thinking about? Well, do you know something? 2018, I have a lot of plans, as I say, um, from Molusk Enterprise Park to... Yeah, to um, to improve the site, build upon it, nice and brand spanky and new um, for 2018 with, with some new signage, etc., and branding. Yeah, do you know something? I 
I take each month as it comes. I don't have big massive plans for, for Emma Garrett for 2018. My massive plans are from Lusk Enterprise Park. I'm very much focused on, on the role that I'm in and really building my team. So I have an excellent team here working away already. Molusk wouldn't be where it is without the team. So it's not about it, just Emma Gard, it's about, it's about the team that I'm leading here um, and also the board of directors. We have a very proactive, forward-thinking board of directors and um, I'm currently currently looking for, for a new director to join us and I'm also looking for a new business advisor to join the team as well as we grow. So yeah, the, I think the future is looking very bright for, for Emma Gard and the team in Molusk Enterprise. Park. And that's going to keep you very, very busy. Absolutely. How can people find out about Molusk Enterprise Centre? What's the contact point of contact, the website? You're on social media, you mentioned that. What's the best way for people to get in touch with what you guys do here? If there's somebody listening into the podcast, got an idea for a business, wants to get on the Optimum program, wants to get on some of the other things that you mentioned in relation to the training for social media. Mm -hmm. How do they do it? The website is www.mollusk.org um, or you can drop us an email at business at mollusk.org. Our telephone number is 02890 You can also drop us a message on any of our Twitter or Facebook um, or Instagram. Emma Garrett, thanks for taking time out to join me on episode 35 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thank you, Wayne. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Emma Garrett, CEO of Molusk Enterprise Park. Lots of great takeaways from this episode, specifically relating to the support that's available for small businesses, startups, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. If you're somebody who's looking maybe on expanding your business, maybe you're considering starting a business, you've no idea really where to go to get the right information. Molusk Enterprise Park have a lot of different programs and support opportunities available for small businesses, but also businesses maybe who want to move it to the next level. Maybe you're looking to expand your operation. Maybe you're looking for a new accommodation. It's certainly something that they can help you with as well. Some of the other things that I, you know, that I took away from this episode in particular was Emma's whole outlook in relation to failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Why it's really, really important to have a business plan, have your financial projections in place and really have the correct support network around your business. Really tapping into the experienced business mentors that can help you with your business. Whether you're struggling with a particular aspect of your business, there is always help and support available. I love that whole uh, thought process around um, the 80-20 rule. 20% of your customers will generate 80% of your income. And why it's important to be reaching out to those customers by really trying to build a, a real strong relationship with them. Because they, if they've had a good experience with your business or your organization, then they can go away and refer more new business right back to you without you having to actually go and market or even look for um, new uh, business leads. Um, Emma talked about CPD for small, medium enterprises, continued professional development. And that's something that's really important that we get can kind of get caught up in the sort of daily running of our business that we 
forget about you know the professional development that we need to actually get involved in whether that's a training course in social media maybe that's another area of our business that we find that we can upskill in um, there's lots of great opportunities to avail of training and some some of this training is actually free and you just got to reach out to your local enterprise agency and they might be able to help you get that particular training that your business might need Emma also shared three great tips for graduates who may be graduating in 2018 maybe you graduated last year and maybe you're not in the career that you want to be in today think about gaining some valuable work experience asking yourself what is your USP this is something we've talked about before on the podcast what is your unique selling point everybody has a unique selling point how can you position yourself so that your employer or your future employer or maybe somebody on LinkedIn sees your unique selling point and reaches out and gets in touch with you and maybe wants to have a conversation with you so think about what is your unique selling point remember that employers are looking for team players So ask yourself a question, are you a team player? We've got to play as part of a team. When we work as a team, we're more successful. So three great tips from Emma there, as well as other things that you can think about if you're preparing for an interview for a job, some of the things to think about. And I loved Emma finished off by saying, never give up on your dreams. Lots of great information, lots of great insight. I want to thank Emma Garrett, CEO of Mollusk Enterprise Park, for taking time out to join me and to chat with me on this episode of the podcast. Don't forget, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Uh, if there's somebody you would like me to talk to, if there's something you would like me to, somebody you would like me to feature on the show, please do reach out and get in touch. I would love to hear from you. You can drop me an email into studio at zero lives left podcast.com you can send me a tweet over at zero lives left don't forget the zero lives left podcast is up and running it's now available please do stop by zero lives left podcast.com i hope you've enjoyed this episode of the show thank you once again for tuning in to the podcast we're going to be coming back very soon with episode 36 of the zero lives left podcast thanks for listening to the zero lives left podcast with wayne denner make sure to check out wayne's new book the student's guide to an epic online reputation available from wayne and follow him on twitter at wayne denner tune in next time